0: Happy price. Go to your happy price. Price
1: line. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has
2: seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result?
0: Hello, you nasty little piss pigs. Back to the graveyard, are we? Couldn't get enough of your rude Tales of Magic fix, eh? Well, that's fine by me. I could use the company. I'm a lone puppet-like creature chained to a gut magazine in a graveyard. I could use all the companionship I can get. All I have are these ravens that pluck out my organs. Some friends. Oh, I shouldn't judge, though. It's not like I've never eaten the organs of a man chained to a magazine. I was quite a fixture of the 80s underground scene, I'll have you know. Under the Earth, that is. Where am I going with this riff? Who cares? Rude tales of magic. Weird times in Piss Harbor. Wow, thank
3: you, Great Freaker.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's <Biz> Harbor. <laughs> yeah, it's Biz I, Harbor. I, I never see them in the same room.
1: <laughs>
3: wow. Well, the Grave Freaker wears glasses. I yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Grave Freaker. Yeah, it's Biss Harbor. The town that Cordelia today voted most likely to break your damn heart, baby. It's a town of crime and grime broken laws and smoking bras due to a large population of second wave feminists most of whom live in Steinemtown. town but we're not in <laughs> Steinemtown right now no our camera is pushing through the blade runner levels of smoke and fog into the soaking wet streets and flashing neon signs of porno square the beating heart of piss harbour But if this is the beating heart, then Piss Harbor is a -a two-pack-a-day smoker because, baby, this is one sleazy neighborhood. Street hustlers push the latest and most fashionable drugs, while sign after sign advertises 24-hour nudie shows like Dudes Control or Up With People. A two-story-tall neon sign of an elf in a negligee with a beehive hairdo oscillates between its two neon poses as it blows a kiss to you, the listener. Wow. Next to it is a marquee for Admiral Wiener's R-rated movies. Look! They're showing Murder My Husband Erotically. We drift in past an orc usher in a little red cap to the single-screen theater. The air is thick with cigarette smoke as flickering images spurt out onto the screen from the projector room. A single Kenku stuffed to the brim with pixies gives descriptions of the movie so vivid that we see them in vinegar syndrome stained 35mm clarity up on the screen. Wow, what a world of magic. A woman with large hair stands on a balcony and holds a gun at the screen. You know how to whistle, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow, like this. (laughs) Well, I was hoping
5: you could teach me.
3: Down below, the orc usher walks down the aisle with a pixie-ass flashlight, looking for somebody. Waleed, who exactly is he looking for?
1: Well, he's looking for Timmy and Tommy. I'm a real adult, a real live adult. I'm about six feet tall or two, three feet tall, however you want to consider it. (laughs) And then I also got glasses and a big Groucho Mox nose, mustache, and eyebrows, and I got a hat that's way too big for my flicking head. (laughs)
3: Uh, the orc uh, uh, usher—he's—he's looking with his flashlight. Uh, he sees people—they're—they're they're asleep in the theater. They're making out of the in the seats. This doesn't bother him at all uh, until finally his flashlight, uh, uh, Timmy, it's on you, uh, Timmy. What do you do? And he says,
5: "Wait a second, where's your ticket?"
1: Well, uh, it's right here, sir. I—I I paid for it at the counter. Here you go.
3: He looks at your ticket and he eyes it suspiciously. He goes. Let's see that ID.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Let me dig down into my trench coat. And, well, (laughs) here you go. That's me and my face.
3: Hmm, something stinks here. And he tears the ID in half. And he starts pounding his fist. And he says, your ass is grass, kid.
5: This is an R-rated movie.
1: I know, I want to see boobies. Please. I don't
3: think so. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he winds up and he's going to take a huge swing at you. Uh, he's going to make an attack roll at you.
4: Oh, no. This is a short guest appearance. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. He's uh, about to unfortunately, die.
3: Unfortunately, though, he gets a two. Okay. okay. Or fortunately. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to having you on the show. So. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's nice to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so empathetic. Even this orc, I feel for him. Uh, and he whiffs it, and he falls. He says, oh, boy, when
6: I stand up, I'm going to literally kill you for watching an R-rated movie. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll, I guess I'll just see myself out.
2: And then Timmy stands up as awkwardly as you've ever seen a human being stand up and shuffles uh, unbalancedly out of the theater. Uh, The orc tries to stand up, but there's so much gum stuck
3: to the bottom of the floor. He has to make a strength roll to see if he can get up. (laughs) got a roll heavy show going on here well uh i don't know listeners might have noticed we run a pretty tight ship when it comes to DD. uh this guy however he rolls a six so he he stretches and he gets almost all the way up but there's this like uh this thin membrane of gum and it just slams him back down to the ground not today orc uh giving you just enough time to to wobble out of the theater out into the night we cut now to the brand new Moonlight Value Bounties Headquarters in the break room of the o- O'Reilly Auto Parts on De Palma <laughs> Boulevard between Sherman and Hauser. A statuesque half-elf, half-orc woman with enormous raven hair addresses a group of bounty hunters. Hey, guys.
6: Thanks for meeting me here on such short notice. We had a last-minute bounty come in. Frankly, this is one of the lower bounties, uh, lo- lower reward bounties we've ever gotten. It's only about 800 gold. But frankly, you guys could use the money after blowing your last bounty so badly. I did the math and that's 200 gold for each of you for what I can assure you will be the easiest bounty of your
3: lives. Your target is Timmy and Tommy. And at that, she hands out photocopies of a boardwalk caricature. The subject of the caricature looks to be a little boy with big ears, freckles, and glasses connected to what looks to be a fake nose and mustache with big eyebrows. He wears an enormous fedora and a trench coat, and he stands about two children tall. Uh, he posed for this caricature
6: last week before going to the Blow Trunks Express roller coaster down by the boardwalk. The caricature artist has drawn him surfing here, but no eyewitness reports corroborate him to be any sort of surfer. I tried to contact the caricature artist, but nobody can find them. This seems to be a pretty obvious case of two kids in a trench coat posing as an adult man. They've been sneaking into R-rated movies and running up astronomical tabs in the candy and ice cream district. The bounty actually came in from Franco Neapolitan, the owner of Neapolitan's Vanilla, Chocolate, and Strawberry Emporium. He's a good man, and he's worried for these kids' safety. He's worried that they're gonna be lured into even more dangerous and illicit activities if they aren't stopped soon. We need you to find these kids and bring them in before they get themselves into actual danger. I don't know, maybe offer them a lollipop or something. Neil, I'm looking at you when I say this next part. This is one where you're gonna need to bring them in alive or else our show will be getting angry emails. Any question?
7: Can I bring them in de- Um, no, no questions.
3: Allie, who is this Neil? Who is the, describe who's asking this.
7: Well, uh, thank you for asking. Neil, standing by the coffee maker uh, in the garage is a gargoyle. She stands about three, four feet tall And she is a immaculate, beautiful gray stone uh, that speaks to the high quality of the chapel she once sentineled for. And uh, she has scratches all over her stone that look like tattoos from the wayward children who made it up onto the roof.
3: Wow. Three to four feet tall. That's almost one half of Timmy and Tommy tall. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Coincidence? (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of times it is a coincidence. Oh, sorry,
7: I was I got carried away in the description. What was your question, Neil? I rescinded it. I think I understand the parameters now. Now that I understand their children, I would simply never kill them. Children are innocent.
8: Oh, great. We got time for three more questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta ask. Do these kids have a loving family? Are they looking for a new type of arrangement? A new type of found family?
3: Who's asking this question, Tim?
8: Great question, Branson. This is Tommy Whistle, a Frogman, potentially life. Who is a cowboy? Excluding his cowboy boots, holster, bow tie, and cowboy hat—that last episode I accidentally said was three feet tall—he's naked. <laughs> oh
6: yeah. Uh, so that's actually Tommy. That's actually a great, uh, a great question. We have been unable to find any sets of parents uh, for these kids uh, so far. They're, they're, uh, they're nom de plume. Their alias of, of Timmy and Tommy seems to be, uh, it's, we, can't, we can't figure it, we can't crack it. We don't know who these kids are. At this point in fantasy history, we don't have uh, face-recognizing technology that would <laughs> allow us to identify who this kid or these kids are. So no, no family has been identified. We don't know where they're from.
8: Once again, where we are in history confounds my ambitions. Don't worry. We'll find these kids and bring them back home.
6: Fantastic.
5: <laughs> uh, not a question so much as a comment.
9: That comes from a tall, wide, dense centaur who looks ready to be your widow's next husband if you stare too long at him. He's bedecked <laughs> in a radiant entanglement of flowers, shield frame sunglasses, and little else.
5: It's Jonathan Large. It absolutely drives me coconuts and insanity. The (laughs) idea that a child might learn so much from the world by watching R-rated movies instead of growing to the appropriate age to have relationships and sex with a consenting, loving partner and killing a man with their own hands non-consensually by a hated enemy. We gotta, we gotta help these kids out.
6: Thank you so much, Jonathan Large. Obviously, because that was a comment and not a question, I got nothing for you.
5: <laughs> All right, here's a question. Maybelline, how are you doing these days?
6: Hey, I'm doing great. The two of us have sexual tension.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: cool. All right. I thought you were dating Moose. Oh, was I? Was that established in a previous episode? I'm a modern woman. I can have sexual tension with whoever I want. Neil here. You're on the wrong side of history for this one, although you said
4: here
7: here, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was simply pointing it out. I wasn't judging it, although my no, intonation you right to remind was... <laughs> me.
4: I did forget. Neil, we don't have tension. We have history. It's a little different.
7: Wow, we were. But it
4: doesn't surprise me that a statue would get that wrong.
7: Moose? I don't want to hear it.
4: And I don't want to hear you messing my name up around these streets. Joe, who is who is this moose character who's got such a problem with Neil the, the Gargoyle? Imagine it's 1987 and, you're, and you're Don Johnson. <laughs> oh, Don. And you're smushed down to three feet for for <laughs> compact portability. I oh, don't mind if I do. Then we're talking moose, baby. The smoothest dwarf in the streets of Piss Harbor. He knows all the angles. He knows all the corners. And he's never met a sleeve he hasn't rolled up.
3: Joe is playing to the the silent majority of our listeners who have a Don Johnson crush fetish. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Stirring the sleeping giant. We put Don Johnson in a hydraulic press. (laughs) (laughs) Right
3: before he passed away, we took him out.
4: (laughs) Moose turns away. Sometimes it feels like there ain't no one in this town that I don't have history with. But yeah, we'll find these kids.
6: Okay, great. Uh, g- uh, get, a, get a move on, okay? There's a lot of flammable liquids here in this uh, in this break room, and I'm worried something's going to get knocked over, and we're going to start a fire in here.
4: I do have a question. Okay. Didn't we all push the envelope a little when we were kids? Is it really so wrong if one, maybe two, maybe even three children are seeing something a little past their comfort zone? Who are we to judge? We're not here to judge. Oh, good. We're not here. If the kid wants to watch oh. R rated
6: movies at home during a sleepover, which is developmentally normal, really, every name me a fucking kid who didn't do that. That, I mean, maybe a nerd. But you know, otherwise, like, kids <laughs> are allowed to do this stuff. It's just, you guys are here to, there's a bounty on this kid. Okay, if the kid wants to steal candy and watch R-rated movies, that's fine by me. You're just there to protect this kid. This kid's going to get themselves into a a heap of
4: trouble. They might wind up dead. Okay, you just need to bring them off the streets. All right, Maybelline. Well, maybe maybe we'll discuss the particulars over dinner sometime.
6: Oh, I'd love that, because we have a history. She looks at Jonathan Large, and we have a future. She looks at Tommy Whistle. Get out of here. (laughs)
4: <laughs> ma'am you glad to come on friends let's go save a family moose uh moose is going to light a match and light a cigarette mm-hmm. and then he he waves the match to put it out and throws it to the ground
3: uh, it goes out and it, it hits the ground uh harmlessly but it hits it uh, with at such a high velocity that it explodes uh, creating a, a <laughs> tiny little controlled explosion. Uh, all of like the cleaning fluids and like gasoline and stuff that was stored in there, it starts to explode. And uh, hey, she's
7: like, get out. get out while you still can. It's too late for me. But uh, we don't run, we walk and it's very cool. And we're all in one flat line and we're just walking away.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like calling all freaks plays <laughs> as you guys walk away. I'm cantering.
6: That's the name of the game.
4: Uh, Maybelline explodes with the headquarters. Oh, looks no! Like <laughs> <off again. laughs> okay. uh, uh. Listen, gang. I know there's only one place we gotta stop first, and we're gonna smash cut to the ice cream and candy district.
3: You're you find yourself in the ice cream and candy district. Uh, everywhere you look, uh, there's there's ice cream stores, there's little arcades, uh, there's candy stores. Uh, it's a, a if, if it's at the top of the food pyramid, if it's all the 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 eat sparingly. This is mm-hmm. the, that was the original name of the town was the eats Baring <laughs> district. Um, you, you find yourselves here. Everything's brightly colored. There's neon signs at much lower eye levels. Uh, this place seems designed to, to lure in uh, children. Uh, where do you want to go?
8: Uh, Branson, is there, um, I, I, I think uh, Tommy Wilson is looking for like one of the more responsible owners of shops or one of the more uh, responsible shopkeeps. So I'm going to ask, are there any candy nut stands? Candy nut stands? Yeah, because in my opinion, those who do the candy nuts are the most responsible of the uh, candy purveyors. Of course, Tim. The world bends
3: to uh, the whims of whatever insane thing you privately believe. Uh, There is a, yeah, you find a uh, uh, candy nuts and homework help uh, store. It's run by uh, Michigan J responsible.
4: Before he takes a step forward, uh, Moose is going to put a hand on Tommy Whistle's shoulder. And he's going to say, Tommy, you got to watch out. Look right down that street. And Moose points down the alley past the Nut Candy and Homework Help store. And he says, That way leads you right into Dentist Town. And these two <laughs> neighborhoods, oh, they're like oil and water. You do not want to step too far. You see snapping
3: dentists leaning on lampposts and like flipping coins. <laughs> Uh, they've got really surly expressions on. They smile at you. Their teeth are just like blindingly white and clean.
8: Tommy Whistle puts his hand on his revolver. If it comes to it, I'll kill him. I'll kill the men with the little hooks that they put around our teeth, and I'll do it gladly. But first, canned nuts.
4: <laughs> there, we zoom. We zoom in on Tommy Whistle's gun, and there's a there. It written on it <laughs> are the words: "This gun kills dentists." Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's like tally marks for different dentists (laughs) that he's
8: killed. And just for anyone listening, there's actually a pretty big backstory about why it's and it's kind of motivated. But we'll get to that in a different episode. He uh, saunters over. Or this
3: one. We have time.
8: (laughs) I want to saunter over to the nut man. Okay, you saunter saunter
3: over to the nut man and you see a tiny little human shopkeep with the uh, long white dress shirt with like the armbands around them that like old time ragtime piano players had. He's putting a, a going out of business any day now sign in the
8: window, sadly. <laughs> How's biz? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you and says,
6: uh, not good. It seems these days all children want is ice cream and candies with no nuts in them.
8: They don't want help with their homework. They want to askew their homework. Well, you can't even sell the candy nuts to ice cream shops looking for fun things to put on top of their ice cream?
6: I've tried.
8: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this saddens me. But I'm not here there for a sad story, even though I like to hear a sad story because it reminds me how we're all sad on in the inside. I'm here to ask you. Have you seen any children walk around pretending to be adults? Children walking around
6: pretending to be adults? Well, the only thing I've seen around these parts are Children not coming into my store. And also my old partner, Jacob,
8: uh, homework. (laughs) He, uh, he, but he's, he's died. Jacob homework, he died? Damn. Yes, I was visited by him last night. Well, how did it go? Did you reconnect and talk about old times? Uh, well, I got my own story. Anyway, well, we did, but you know, the, the chains we, we
6: wear in death, we forge in life. That kind hey, of
8: it's a ponderous train, I've been told.
3: This is a riff without a light at the end of the tunnel. What do you want? <laughs>
8: I'm looking for a kid named Timmy and Tommy, about six feet tall. That's three times two, if you wanted to check my homework on that. He uh, he pulls up an envelope and does some math on the back of it. He goes,
3: my God, it checks out.
8: Thank you. And he flicks um, a little 25-cent uh, gold um, coin to him as a thank you for helping him check his homework.
3: Uh, he catches it and says, this will keep the store afloat for minutes.
8: And then he flicks a, sec- a second one and goes, And I'll take some of those candied cashews.
3: Oh, good, goody, goody. And he blows dust off of the the candied
8: cashews and hands them to you.
3: Would you like an individually wrapped Werther's original?
8: What? Yeah, damn, fuck yeah, do that, do that, do that, sir. He also then opens his revolver, takes out all the bullets and puts them in his his pocket in his halter. And he puts the candied cashews in the revolver, spinning it, slamming it shut, and shooting into the alley, a warning shot. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: you shoot a candied cashew into the alley, uh, and you hear the dentists uh, say, "A warning shot. This guy means business."
8: I was hoping for a scurrying, but but you can't. I've learned that scurrying only comes when you don't want it to come.
3: <laughs> do you need anything else,
8: uh, friends? What do you think? Any
4: more questions? Moose is outside.
3: Neil's not there. <laughs> Wow, the friends
6: you made reference to weren't even in the store, were they? <laughs> you went from being normal to being an
5: idiot. <laughs> I have learned that horses are not welcome indoors.
8: <laughs> well, I guess I'll walk through this open door I've been holding open the whole time. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir, and I uh, hope you're still around by the time I come back. I love Candid Nuts.
3: I hope I am, too.
8: He eyes the sign in his
7: window
3: and he he shakes his head and says,
7: the times they are a changing. The camera blows past his shoulder through the glass and up to the rooftop of the ice cream joint Mm -hmm. where Neil is sitting with his feet dangling off the edge, like kicking them happily. And uh, she has a she has like a swirl cone and her tiny um, vanity wings are like, do 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 do, like so excited because um, she loves ice cream.
8: Tommy flicks up the worders up up to her hand.
7: Uh, she grabs it.
8: That's yours,
7: baby. <laughs> that, that. Thanks, baby. Uh, I so I've got this great vantage point, and I thought maybe I could look around from here. Yeah,
3: I think you should make a perception roll for me.
7: I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, I got a nineteen plus four, so mm. I got a twenty three.
3: Uh, I check the back of an envelope. It's it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> Mathematicians on my show, uh, you've got a 23. And uh, so uh, where are you looking and what are you looking for? And I'll tell you exactly what you see.
7: Okay, she's enjoying the swirl cone as a way of like re- re-engaging with sort of a childish spirit. And by doing that, sort of, like, scanning and basically, like, uh, almost as if she's a robot, it's, like, human or, you know, like, robot. But in this case, it's, like, child, adult, child, adult. And right. Kind of like it's, like, the, the Terminator around. view.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, and you, you know what? You get a little bit of the the predator heat vision in there too for right. this higher role. Uh, you, so you can see it's like, it's the horrible blues and greens for adults and then just like bright red for kids. Um, this place is crawling with kids, but you do see a lot of commotion coming from Gumballs Forever. Okay. It seems like there's like, maybe there's like a fight
7: going on in there. Somebody's screaming. There's a lot of kids running from there. Hoping that Tommy Whistle still has his eyes up on her, she whistles at him and then sort of like puts two fingers together and like double points them at the gumball uh, place as if to say, move out.
8: He uh, mimics a gesture back to her uh, to let her know that he has seen it and he is following suit. He starts walking towards the gumball place. She's
7: going by rooftop.
3: Great. Do you guys follow Tommy?
7: Yeah.
8: Yeah.
3: So you guys are moving over towards uh, Gumballs Forever. It's a large store. Um, it is. Uh, it's shaped a little bit like. Uh, it's got it, uh, two huge gumballs. Uh, one gumball says "Gumballs" on it, and the other says "Forever." on the other. Uh, it's pretty good. Checks for out. Pulling a store out of my ass. <laughs> uh, and you see, there's, uh, there's kids running from it. You hear a crash coming from inside, and you hear uh, a human voice shouting, God damn it. Oh, not again. I
5: swear to God.
3: And you see, kids are like putting their face, it's tough to see what's even happening inside, because a lot of kids are running out and putting their faces up against the window uh, to look into this place.
4: Uh, Moose is going to just like, He's going to, like, stick his hands in between two kids, and he's just going to, like, push them all in a feat of strength.
3: Yeah, can you make a strength roll for me?
4: (laughs) Brent said I got a 12. A
3: 12? Yeah, they're kids. Yeah. (laughs) What do you, push a kid for 12? They're not used to being pushed by an adult. (laughs) Do you know how easy
4: it is to push a kid? So easy. (laughs) They're very awkward.
3: They fall over and cry. Uh, yeah, they're out of the way, and you can see. Uh, what's Wait, going- first Moose turns around to his friends and says,
4: Come on over, I've made some room. We all shove in.
5: Moose, are you formally inviting me into this building? It has been made very clear that is the only way that a horse is welcomed inside a place without anybody freaking out, even if I do have the upper body of a man. <laughs> I don't work here, but yes. Thank you, Moose.
3: I click clop on in there. All right, so you guys are—you uh, guys are all—you're entered, and you see this place is entirely cleared out. You see a human store keep. He seems at the end of his rope. His sleeves are pulled up. He's in fact pushing his sleeves up. He's red-faced. Uh, he's covered in sweat. He goes, oh, "I swear to God, I thought I told you to get out of here, Waleed." Who is he shouting at?
2: Yeah, he's shouting at Timmy and Tommy, who is like fumbling all over the place and knocking glass cases over of gumballs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put it on my freaking tab, please. I'm good for it. Please just put it on my tab. Why don't you toss me? Because you're not good for it.
5: You don't.
3: I swear to God, I've got a tab for you right now that could pay for a ladder to heaven so I could, I could tickle God's little toes.
1: I'm getting paid next week, dude. I got a full-time job and everything.
6: You're good for it. You should have a little bit of money. These gumballs don't grow on
5: trees, although that's a delightful idea.
1: Okay, what do you want me to do? Go on the street and do a little dance so people give me money is that what you need me to do for you dude so you're not good for it are you if you
3: don't have the money on you right now get the hell out of here
1: oh, okay fine i guess i'll get out of here thanks a lot mister
8: he's got the money for it
1: what huh huh
8: Tommy Whistle steps out, reaches into the pocket he's got on his holster, and flicks a 25-cent gold coin. You're totally nude, but you do have, like, a belt
3: with a holster that has a pocket on it.
8: That's like, what I've decided this
3: episode, It's Just like yes. a dangling pocket. A little okay.
8: change purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I
3: just wanted to make sure we didn't blow past that.
8: He flicks the coin to the shopkeeper.
3: Oh, He catches it. He goes, oh, this is good for the first 25 gumballs. He had, but this guy's been running up a tab. I would need 400 of these. He's been blowing bubbles all afternoon.
8: Maybe this will pay the rest of the tab, and he takes out his revolver.
1: (gasps) What What was my crime? What the hell? This this guy's with me.
8: I think he's paid in full. Is that right, sir? Okay.
3: Okay, look. I don't want any trouble. Gumball Merchant is one of the most
5: high-casualty jobs in all of Piss Harbor. I don't want to go out like that, okay?
8: No problem. And here... He reaches into his pocket and pulls out some candy nut cashews and throws them to him. Oh, God, they taste as dust does. No, they're good. You're, 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 you're They're good. They're actually good.
1: No, oh, no, I eschew them.
2: Timmy and Tommy, let's talk outside.
1: Oh, yeah. Take that, sir.
2: And then Timmy and Tommy goes, and as he's, like, wobbling out of the store, he's, like, grabbing gumballs left and right and shoving them <laughs> into his trench coat pockets.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Oh, there's, I'm powerless. Oh, my gosh. Where are you? Oh my god, thank you, sir. I appreciate all your help. Wait, nope. how the heck do you know my name?
5: Well, that's the funnest. Yeah, how do you know his name?
1: Yeah, how do you know my name?
8: Jonathan, uh, we uh, we were hired. We were hired by your parents. Yeah, that's it, your parents. My parents?
5: My parents are dead. <laughs> oh, you think this tall man is the kid?
8: That's, <laughs> indeed I do. Look at him. He's six feet tall. The in-between part don't seem completely attached, as if foot was resting upon shoulder.
7: Ugh. And it's pretty hot outside. Why would you want to wear a? And she steps up and like grabs the buttons on the trench coat. No, no. Trench coat, and then rips no, it open. No, don't
1: do it! Don't do it! <gasps> so
3: you rip the trench coat open? Yeah. Uh, Neil, can you make a strength roll for me? And it's not going to be tough. It's a trench coat.
7: Uh, well, I got a 10. You got a 10? Yeah.
3: <laughs> you had to beat a 2. It's a trench coat. Uh, Hell The yeah. trench coat rips
2: open.
1: Oh, God. Oh, why the heck you do that? I'm so embarrassed
7: right now. Is it? a?
2: <laughs> no. What you see is a deformed body Yay.
1: of oh a man.
2: No. <laughs> Who has two tiny, who has two tiny little legs, and in the middle of the six feet is a large bulbous bump that is his stomach, belly area, uh, and yeah, connected to you know a little tiny what well, looks like a kid's head.
7: Oh no! Uh, oh, Neil, the... Neil shoves the trench coat back together and takes a big step back. Oh, geez, sorry.
4: Neil, Neil, what's wrong? Show us the other child.
7: You have to look for yourself. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, please don't.
1: Please don't.
4: <laughs> Moose ignores the pleas of what he believes to be this child and rips open the trench coat. Oh. Hey, um are you clothed underneath?
2: Yeah, I yeah. Timmy and Tommy is wearing like uh Okay, great, great. Yeah, okay, he's wearing great. like long johns underneath.
4: I see. Hmm. So sorry, sir. And Moose closes moose closes the trench coat and buttons it
1: i thought you guys were nice you guys helped me only seconds ago and now you're stripping me in public in front of (laughs) all these kids what the heck
8: hey hey hey, calm yourself calm yourself calm uh, we may have been under uh, a false assumption about you being two children but still we are required to get you out of here right now
1: okay i don't know if I don't know if I want to spend time around you guys.
8: Why not? We're fun. We're we're pretty fun. You guys
1: are fun. Yeah, we're fun. Like what kind of stuff? What do you guys like to do? Like buy alcohol and wet cars and see movies and stuff. <laughs> see, no. when, you,
8: when you talk like that, it see, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it does so sound like you're, you can admit that that sounds childish, right? Like we're not crazy I mean, to assume when someone what says do you that.
1: Mean? Don't you guys like to like v- vote and get drafted and stuff?
8: <laughs> yeah, we love to vote.
7: I kind of liked getting my Costco card.
1: Oh, man, I got a
5: that. I have a driver's license.
3: Let me just get the the list of what is canon in the world up and add uh, Costco to that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, discount.
7: Why not? No, just,
4: I got to get rid of Sam's Club now. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. So now what do we do? The bounty was to bring in a child. Two childs, in fact. And now we have one not child. Yeah. This is another failed bounty.
5: We don't keep looking for the child. Oh, his name. Right. You said that was his name. Okay.
1: Yeah, my my name is Timmy and Tommy.
5: But if he's only
4: one individual, are we going to get half the money?
1: That's not because very I much did, money. Don't turn me in. I didn't do nothing wrong. It's not my fault. None of these people take my credit cards and stuff. They Aww. think they think I'm lying and stuff. I don't really get it.
4: You don't? You don't? Get it. Have you tried to affect a more mature attitude? Like, what do you like mean? Like kind of how I do, you know? And Moose sort of like... Does a little strut around in a very, like, adult way.
1: I mean, you're only, like, half my height. I'm way more adult than you are. Maybe we should do an adult off.
4: <laughs> Yay! You Yay! want to? You would Yay! lose, my friend. You would lose.
3: <laughs> the kids oh. around you begin cheering, adult off, adult off, adult. <laughs> they say, gabbo, 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 gabbo. They're, they have their primitive child culture. Uh, you've called
4: for an adult off, and they want to make this happen. <laughs> Okay, and working the crowd, Moose is going to start to... He does another bit of a strut, and he sort of like... He throws open his suit jacket that he's wearing um, in sort of a flourish. And as he does in the same smooth movement, he's going to whip out a checkbook. And then (laughs) he grabs a pen, and he quickly balances it. Oh my God. The kids don't even totally
3: understand what's going on here. (laughs) Make a charisma roll.
4: Branson, it's my lucky number tonight. That's a 12. 12. (laughs)
3: That's pretty Do you have any modifier? Don't you have a you have a pretty high career. I added a modifier oh, you to added that. A I, have modifier.
4: A, I have a very good modifier and I came up to a
3: 12. You so what the kids are doing right now is they're like they're pretty impressed. They can tell that those are adult signifiers, but they really just don't know what balancing a checkbook means. That means very li- that's very abstract to children and so they make mer- they make a noise like
1: uh oh, yeah yeah you know that's, yeah, we've seen our parents do things like that. Okay, Michael, i will going to show you. Uh,
2: and first of all, what what Timmy does is he reaches into his trench coat and he chucks the gumballs at all the kids just to get them on his side. That's the first thing, uh, first oh, thing that yeah. he does. They love that. And then he also reaches into his pocket and drops his wallet on the ground. He starts to bend over and then he's like,
1: Oh, my! My back my freaking back hurts. oh my god my back hurts so much
3: so not only did you butter them up with gumballs but you are uh you're taking a shot at adults here the child's natural enemy so make a charisma <laughs> roll with advantage
2: okay
8: excellent, excellent. <laughs> the least childish
2: thing in the world
3: is uh, adults suck <laughs>
2: yeah. kids love that stuff okay yeah. Uh, that's a 19 plus 3, so that's 22. Hell yeah. 22. Oh. Yeah, felt like Ooh. a 22. The Ooh. kids begin chanting,
1: Not
3: one of us! Not one of us! Not one of us! Yeah!
4: Moose is, like, is a little panicked. He usually, like, any room he walks into, he's the coolest guy in the room. He's realizing he maybe can't connect with children in the way he can connect with adults. Yes. And maybe this isn't, like... You know, maybe the knight isn't with him, so he panics, and he does the only thing he can do, and he turns to the mob of children, and he says, I am not a virgin. Whoa!
3: (laughs) The kids, kids, uh, uh, not wanting to, like, to really think about that or riff with that, the kids begin running from you full speed.
1: (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Looks
3: like I won. The place clears out.
1: Yeah, man, I gotta give you your respect. That's, that's impressive, dude. I gotta admit... I am a virgin. For some reason, the ladies
5: don't like me very much. Uh,
9: Jonathan Large puts his hand on Timmy's shoulder and says,
5: It's because you spend too much time with the unrealistic expectations of these R-rated movie ladies. Right?
1: Never thought about it that way.
5: They don't act like that in the real world.
1: Yeah, I guess... I guess... I thought I went to those movies because I wasn't having success with my love life, but maybe it's the opposite. Yeah,
5: here's maybe the thing:
1: I don't have success because <laughs> I watch those movies.
7: All the rest of us are nodding sagely.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's true. All totally, we have to admit that's true. Correct. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the thing is, in those movies, when you finally get lucky with one of these R-rated ladies. You're, you're going to see them with their top off and their titties out. You're never going to see Bush, though. But in real life, my friend, it's all there.
7: I think we covered it.
5: It's all there.
1: I'm so glad the kids went away.
5: Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say
7: it's
3: that a around ghost them. town. Like a lollipop <laughs> blows through the alley like a tumbleweed.
5: So something to think about as you, you know, explore the world of dating.
1: Yeah, I'll keep that in mind, horse guy.
5: Thank you. My name is Jonathan.
1: And
3: as Jonathan Large wraps up saying the most uh, uh, beautiful and <laughs> heartwarming thing that's ever been said on Root Tales of Magic, <laughs> um, uh, an adult human woman wearing a, a black veil over her face enters uh, into this part of town and she looks up at Timmy and Tommy and she points and she says, <gasps> you!
1: Mm, yeah, how, how can they help you? You're the
3: one. Do you recognize this? And she pulls up the caricature of Timmy and Tommy.
1: Uh, uh, oh, yeah, when I went surfing the other day. <laughs> yeah, I got a caricature done of me. Yeah, what's the big deal?
3: My husband drew that caricature. I am a caricaturist's widow. And you, and she points at him, are the man who
5: killed him. <gasps>
7: We look at Timmy. What? 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 No. No. What does this mean?
5: Timmy, why'd you do that?
7: Lawyer.
1: (laughs) Lawyer.
6: Are you saying lawyer?
1: Do you want a lawyer? Timmy, we're not peacekeepers. Okay, I, I, I don't usually answer questions about my supposed murders and whatnot.
4: It's a shame he'd get a lighter sentence if he was tried as a child.
1: Oh, I should
7: probably use that.
4: Timmy takes out a notebook and writes that down.
2: <laughs> he can write.
7: Moose, I think you're missing the point. He killed a man. The grieving widow, she's
3: just like waving the caricature around. And she says, this man is a murderer, a killer of husbands. Hold on. Hold on. Did you see him do this, ma'am? Yes. I did. I saw the whole thing. It was down by the boardwalk. THIS man received a caricature that he didn't like at all, because he claimed my husband made him look like he was surfing like a fool! Yeah,
1: I surfed good, first of all, but that's... but I didn't do this, okay? Really? Could somebody like me do this?
2: and is I I, it okay if I use my cuteness spell right here <gasps> <Yes. Whoa. laughs>
1: oh my god
2: uh, he lowers his glasses and for the first time you realize that the eyebrows and mustache and nose are in fact attached to his face and part of him and he, uh, he, he widens his eyes and the sun hits them perfectly and they glisten as oh, you no. fall into a deep uh, love for this beautiful man is this directed towards us or towards the the widow the four of you I don't think I could sway this woman An angel.
5: you are my baby
8: there must be a misunderstanding ma'am this boy this man could never have done something like that he's all friend now no! No, you fools!
6: You fools! You're falling for his cuteness! He looks like two children, and so you think of him as two children, but he is one man! One serial killer, and you're falling for it! I wish one of you would make a wisdom saving throw against his charisma, so you could understand the truth of the matter! This is an evil man!
8: Ma'am! 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 We've been through it! He may be a childish ma'am, but he's a man nonetheless! We just did a dang competition about it, ma'am!
4: <laughs> I had an adult off with him in God damn it, if he didn't earn my respect.
8: If you think you can bully around this man just because he looks like a boy,
5: we're here to say no way. And I've got a minus two wisdom modifier. Roland isn't going to do shit. I love this boy.
4: <laughs> I also have a minus two wisdom, so. Ooh.
7: I have a plus four, but I'm so convinced. God. So this is what justice looks like in Piss
3: Harbor? Fine. (laughs) Then I'll go find it with the dentists. And she runs down the alley into Dentist Town to try to recruit the dentist to her noble cause.
8: Let's get out of here.
1: Oh, I freaking hate going to the dentist. (laughs) Uh, You're telling me. We got
8: to clear our friend's name. Let's go to the scene of the crime, the boardwalk, and find out who did it and who framed him.
10: A new year begins. Uncertainty looms. You crave guidance. Prophecy. And so you pull a card from the Rude Tales of Magic tarot deck at patreon.com slash rudetalesofmagic with a new card drawn by Brunson Reese every week, accompanied by an original interpretation for what your future holds. What did you get this time? The devil! Uh-oh. That's traditionally considered one of the worst dudes. Only Satanists and Penn Jillette like getting this card. But that's in a normal tarot deck. On the Rude Tales Patreon, you can see that because there's like 20 devils in Cordelia, it's Brian Fuck on this card, and with a little prolapse in Goatsy. How nice. The devil represents being tied down by overabundance or a love of material pleasures and giving in to your raw desires. I think that's supposed to be bad, but frankly, I think people give in to that stuff for a reason. It feels great. So, actually, congratulations on getting the devil. Want more weekly readings like this? Give in to your love of pleasure to support the show and find more great stuff. I don't even have time to mention at Patreon.com/slash/Rude of Magic.
3: And we're back the boardwalk stinks like curly fries and overly bold seagulls the sun has gone down and the moon has gone up and long ago somebody left with a cup sorry i realized as i said it that i was quoting cake speaking of cake funnel cake there's a bunch of it here the ferris wheel spins ominously and the blow chunks express stands like a lovecraft horror out over the water what are you guys doing here
4: the party is strolling down the boardwalk purposefully. They all have those giant plastic, gross cocktails. You know the like. Oh like yeah, like the two yard foot cocktails. Tall. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with with you know bendy like like wacky straws. Uh, but we're all on the hunt for clues. We want to exonerate our best friend. Moose says to the party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, thanks so much, guys. I mean, if looking around, it really feels like anybody could have killed that guy. I see a lot of killers around here. Hmm. Oh, yeah? Like who? Oh, look at that guy. He's selling cotton candy, but you can tell he's got a glint in his eye. That's really evil. I will kill
5: him for you, Timmy! (laughs) And Jonathan gallops
9: over to the man with cotton candy, his hands stretched uh, in
3: such a fashion to just, like... Gallop into this man's throat. You see, this man, he's handing, he's kneeling down to hand cotton candy to a child. He says, No charge. And he looks up at you and says, Hello?
2: Killer! The irony of him being charged at. <laughs>
1: no, no charge, no charge! <laughs> Yay! Yay! But
9: Jonathan Large fails his irony check, and he (laughs) slams this guy into the wall, uh, just pressing his Adam's apple into his spinal cord.
5: What what
1: What was my crime? What was my crime? Yes! Kill him!
5: Kill him! You widowed a good woman! and framed my son. I married a good woman. I'm not the dad. I'm the dad
10: that stepped up. Wait, let me say it again. I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up. <laughs>
9: <laughs> this is like the antidote for Jonathan. This oh. phrase. Mm-hmm. This is the Manchurian candidate of goodness within his soul. And he releases him like stumbling backward. A good stepfather. <laughs> Everything I know is wrong. And Jonathan looks back at Timmy, considering for the first time that he was deceived.
1: What the, what the heck? Why didn't you kill that guy? That guy's probably the Ho-
4: Hold on, Jonathan. Hold on. And uh, Moose looks back to the cotton candy salesman. He's coughing and he looks up. He says, an honest misunderstanding, I'm sure. <laughs> and then, and then, uh... <laughs> And then Moose is gonna press his boot back into this guy's neck.
1: <laughs>
4: you were giving away cotton candy for free, so what is the angle, buddy?
1: It, it's, it's so inexpensive. It's so it's, we have so much more than we need.
4: <laughs> so, you, how do you provide for your stepkids? But, well, I,
1: by modeling camera control this. That's gotta be the way. <laughs> Please, please, please. I could
3: sell four cotton candies in a day and still make a profit.
4: Oh, okay. The, the word profit is like a Manchurian <laughs> candidate phrase. <laughs> <to> <laughs> as long as he knows this guy is a capitalist, he lets him go. Oh, boy. You guys have a real way of questioning folks. It's a tough town. I just want to make sure you're making a buck.
7: I certainly am. And before you get to the end of am... You get shoved up against the wall as uh, Niels uh, looking away from you with her arms crossed and her tiny wings have your throat in a, like a little vice. Mm. Oh, 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 no, no. Mm. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I don't believe it. Kill him. Kill him. I mean, you've been down here this whole time. If you didn't do the murder, you must have at least seen it. Oh, I, I did see a murder. And what did you tell your son about it? I didn't. He's not old enough to know about stuff like that. (gasps) How old
4: is he? My son? Yeah.
3: He's three. I didn't tell him about a murder I saw.
1: (laughs) You think a three-year-old is ready to hear about that?
7: (laughs) He gets homesick when I leave his bedroom. (laughs) Protecting the innocence of children is Neil's Manchurian candidate. And she um, steps away from the guy and uh starts to rethink whether or not timmy really did this
8: oh boy my neck is taking a pounding specifically the front of it a second boot is found upon his neck but this time
2: it's cowboy boot baby timmy is standing by the cotton candy thing dipping his hand into the container and just eating a bunch of cotton candy
1: kill him (laughs) kill him help yourself sir Dang, this is a good business model. Maybe <laughs> no. we should look into this. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible
6: business model that I can, I can give this much away. I don't know why I'm the only candy, the cotton candy salesman in town. It's printing money.
8: You shut the hell up. You pick four random times of a day to charge, and every other time you give it away for free, those four people must be pissed off every time. I don't like that one bit. You must have killed them. You must have.
10: I DON'T THINK ABOUT WHAT YOU'RE SAYING! I ONLY CHARGE THE RICHEST PEOPLE IN TOWN, INCLUDING ME! I LIVE IN A FOUR STORY HOME!
8: <laughs> the sound of a story, the sound of a story is has <laughs> been <kid, didn't I? laughs> Because, uh, for kids, it's just an adventure. But for adults, I know that good story takes work. <laughs> adults respect storytellers. Uh, he sort of steps back. Maybe he has the wrong person. Ah, of course, uh, I'm sorry, maybe we jump to conclusions. Timmy, uh, this seems like maybe a wrong direction. Uh, maybe it's the man with the basketball hoop, or the man with the gun that shoots Waller into a hole, or maybe uh, uh that man over there who is just asking you to hang on a pole for a minute.
7: Come on, come on! There's no prize. It's just, <laughs> I just I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I don't think it's any of those other guys. Timmy, I think there's only one way to prove your innocence. Yeah, how's that? I'll do anything. Prove to us that you can surf cool. What? Why you don't you don't believe me? Shouldn't be
4: hard for a guy as cute as you.
7: If you can surf cool, we'll know it was provoked <laughs> and therefore manslaughter.
5: <laughs> Up until but this moment, clear. I have always trusted the truth of a caricature <laughs> artist to see what is real in a man.
7: And if you look foolish. Will know he portrayed you accurately, and therefore you killed him unfairly.
8: Come on, Timmy. Just surf. Show him you can do it. I know you can do it. Just show him. I guess the beach
4: is right there.
1: I could do anything, why? Right? Can't we all grow up to be whatever day we want to be?
4: We already have, haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm a full grown adult person. What do you think? <laughs> uh, he's so cute.
4: <laughs> he's so
8: freaking cute. Uh. Tommy, I. Did- I do want to check in, like you do. Get why people are confused, right? Like, because it seems like you frame all conversations from the perspective of a child, hey, and I, then I can see now how it's not—you know—it's not your perspective always. But you can see where someone else might be coming from.
1: What if I say the curse words more, like the F word and the S word and the you B can word and fucking stuff?
8: curse, my man. <laughs> you can fucking shit and curse. You can Whoa. goddamn curse, and it's we- fine.
4: Really? Okay. Holy shit, wow. You even got Tommy to curse. And I feel like last episode, Tommy made a big deal out of not cursing. Tommy it,
5: Tommy, it doesn't sound right coming out of your little froggy mouth. It really don't.
8: I, I felt like I had to to demonstrate to this adult man what's the possibility for him. Though being adult is about setting personal limitations.
7: Okay, well, what the fuck? Let's go surfing, boys. I'm back with this surfboard. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh.
1: Man, I thought that was going to be way harder to get. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just, um, go sh- uh, go surfing and show you how cool I look.
2: And then Timmy waddles into the sand, and you all know how hard it is to walk on sand to begin with, and let uh, alone with these uh, tiny little legs and this horribly don't get me started. unbalanced body. And he uh, starts making his way towards the water.
3: Timmy and Tommy, uh... <laughs> The wind is picking up. It is nighttime. Uh, this is a little dangerous. There's like some pretty big waves out there. This is some like uh, final scene of point break weather uh, that we're seeing out there oh as like big, big waves are Ouch. forming out
7: out in the bay.
1: Guys, I don't know if I can do this. I, I might
7: die. Get out really? there, Timmy. It's the only way to prove your innocence.
1: This is the only way? Yes. Even if I didn't do this, this is not a good way to judge whether or not I killed him.
8: <laughs> what well, did you well, mean even if you didn't do this?
1: Never
3: and mind. as he's, as Timmy is protesting, heading into the boardwalk, you hear uh, the unmistakable sound of a pack of dentists. Um, you hear their clean teeth revving, um, and led by this widow as she points, she says, "There, there, there, they are!" And you hear the dentist snapping and approaching, like maybe they're jets or
2: sharks.
7: Get out there, Timmy. If you can surf cool, we'll fight them off. Okay, sounds good. Watch out for the sharks on land, by the way.
2: Uh, and then he hops onto the surfboard and he makes his way out into the into the wake. Into the is that what it's called? What's it called? The surf. The surf. I headed to the surf. The water. The wa- <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think of the word water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Is element. I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: yes. And then I guess I'll wait, for, I'll wait for the moon to pull up one of these sweet, sweet waves and then hop on the surfboard.
3: So as you are waiting, it goes eerily still and calm all around you. Can I have you make an athletics roll, which would be uh, you'd use your
2: strength modifier? Not surprisingly, I have a negative strength modifier. Why? Oh no! <laughs> it's because of my freaking body. Mm. It's horrendous. <laughs> um, Tell me about it, man. <laughs> a five. A five.
3: Yeah. These waves are very strong, and they are—they're like overpowering you. And it's something's—something's something's wrong here, Timmy. This is. You can tell right away, this is not going to work. Your center of gravity is, you, you have two of them somehow. You've got one in the middle of you and one six feet up just swaying up there. It doesn't, this is not going to go well. You've got to figure something else out.
7: Am I cool? Is this cool? I can only assume he looks exactly like the caricature. Is that correct?
3: The caricature nailed it yeah this is nice. uh this is not looking great this is a little bit like this is like mr bean goes to surf or something like <laughs> it is just it's not working it's not looking good rancy can i make a
4: wisdom roll of course you can i rolled a 12 a
1: 12? Oh, uh, but, but,
4: what the fuck? but with my wisdom modifier that's only a 10
0: <sighs> uh
4: for a 12 which is actually a 10 yeah You tell
3: me what you were trying to do, and I tell you how it goes not
4: great. (laughs) I was trying to see if watching Timmy surf would make Moose lose the cute feeling. I got to be honest. This is pretty cute. And to be honest, actually, not
3: only does it not make you lose the cute feeling, but the kid looks hell. I mean, he looks like a kid. He looks like two kids. And you can't see him as well because he's a little further away, so he really looks like two kids and he's helpless out there. Not only do you not lose the cute feeling, but the urge to protect uh, that natural instinct that sort of kicks in
4: for you, Moose. Moose sighs and says, forgive me, but it's time to go back to the old me. And he turns around (laughs) to face the mob of dentists and pulls out two (laughs)
7: handguns.
4: And says, time to shoot some teeth.
7: Um, out of the glint in Moose's eye I caught the same wisdom roll and also feel that Timmy on the water looks really cute so I'm recognizing in this moment like he is obviously exactly to the caricature but I feel he must be saved and so (laughs) I say forgive me I have to go try to save him he's gonna drown out there and she a stone gargoyle (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's <laughs> oh, towards no. the water. Oh no. <laughs> At no point do <laughs> you float as you run. You just, <laughs> and you follow the natural curve of the beach just down, down, down into the water. You are just completely underwater. You are running like the T-1000 in slow motion under there. And before you know it, he's about 30 or 40 feet directly above you.
7: <laughs> and unfortunately, we've established m- many times due to her smoking habit that she has lungs and so she drowns.
9: <laughs> oh my god It would It's true oh. oh no Oh
7: no It's okay if they die right yeah, we It's fine that? it's completely we, fine I if mean, we, they die. we said that
9: before we recorded Any of these I <laughs> thought
7: it was still on the table
3: Allie of course not only is it on the table It just happened I'm gonna be affected by it so all anyone sees is you just run into the water and you also, your body doesn't float up because you're stoned. No, maybe They're it just... does.
2: Well, What does Timmy see?
3: Does Timmy watch this happen? Yeah. You would see her running towards you.
2: Well, Timmy is unconscious now at this point. His eyes are closed. He's, he is on top of the surfboard and he's like being pushed to shore oh via God. the waves. But he is like, yeah, he's like passed out in the water. So we've got one of us is passed out in the water.
3: Uh, Unconscious. One of us is dead. (laughs) Dead in the water. Um, And one of us has two guns out uh, facing down these dentists. I got to be honest, things don't look good for us. Uh, Jonathan Large is
9: just trotting back and forth along the beach, looking to the water, looking to the dentist apocalypse about to happen. Very nervous. Not sure what to do. I think I need to roll... I got to see, see what the wisdom is in this moment, Great. which again, his modifier is bad,
3: uh, <laughs> but not today. 17. 17. I rolled a 17. Time slows down and begins to almost freezes for you as you look within yourself.
9: Yes. Jonathan Large understands that Timmy Tommy absolutely did murder that caricaturist. But he knows that there's room for growth within him. And if he is to be alive again, then that growth may blossom like so many beautiful flowers. The dentists charge ever so slowly, and he can see their weak points uh, picked out among every single one of those bodies. Jonathan starts to gallop along the beach, aiming his body for an inflatable raft while swinging the 75-pound spiked flail that he has on him at all times. Um, As it reaches max velocity, Jonathan bends down, yanks the inflatable raft under the sleeping sunbather and flings the mace towards the dentist in an arc that will eventually... Ping pong between each and every one of their jaws, (laughs) cheeks and exposed teeth and throwing the raft in the opposite direction toward the ocean to gracefully scoop up weird, tall,
3: gangly, adorable Timmy and send him safely to shore this is a beautiful motion you're describing as you pull the raft out from under the sleeping sunbather who it's night, by the way, they, they should have woken up by this point. Uh, you pull it out from under them and it pulls their swim trunks with them. They wake up and look at the camera and they say, yeah, it's my meat. Uh, as they just continue to lie on the beach, they, they don't give a fuck. Um, can you make an attack roll on the dentists?
9: Yes, I would love to. That's a good modifier, which means I'll probably roll bad. I didn't. (laughs) Twenty-three.
3: Twenty-three. Yeah you fling it and it, the perfect, it's that feeling. I think I've said this on mic before. Uh, one time I threw a rock at my brother's head. I didn't mean to hit him, but as soon as it left my hand, I thought, <laughs> oh fuck, I'm gonna get in trouble. That's gonna hit. And listeners, it did. I got in trouble. He's fine, but the dentists are not. <laughs> uh, as you, the, the, that perfect arc, that perfect feeling as you release and uh, it ricochets off of all of the dentist's weak points, which of course for every dentist, is their mouth. Their mm-hmm. teeth shatter, and they smile toothlessly uh, as they scream in agony as the flail breaks their teeth. Uh, meanwhile, Moose, time is, it is moving normal
4: for you. You have just pulled your guns out. What are you going to do? Moose watches this all happen <laughs> and sees all of the dentist's mouths just destroyed and chuckles to himself and says... <laughs> didn't even have to pull the trigger and holsters his gun. <laughs>
8: oh, that's the moose way, baby. Now the glint of Jonathan Larger's wisdom roll
4: uh, bounces
8: into Tommy Whistle's eyes and he knows exactly what he has to do. He opens his mouth, dropping his tongue completely lassoed up into his hand. And he ties the end of the tongue around a uh, turned over lifeguard chair. He then ties the rest of the tongue around his waist, providing um, a, a, a cord to go back to land. And then he runs diving into the water Swimming deeper to the, to the ocean floor to try to find his stone friend.
3: Uh, make a Ooh. perception roll.
8: Good for you, Tommy. I
9: gave up on Neil really quickly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, no, yeah. good for you. But also, Allie did already say she's dead.
8: <laughs> we, um, I got yeah. a five. A five? Yeah, yeah. she did.
3: It's nighttime, you are
4: in the water, and she's stoned. You cannot see a goddamn thing. (laughs) Moose is going to turn, and he sees Tommy struggling, and he's going to call out, Hey, Tommy, what's the matter? (coughs) Neil! She's down there somewhere. I can't find her. I can't find her. I'm going back in. He dives back in. Moose, hearing this up on the boardwalk, is stricken by conflict. He turns away and says to himself, She's in danger but would I could I save a statue ooh knowing my long complicated history with those made of stone can i roll to decide if i'm going to help <laughs>
3: yeah John, do, do yes, I, Joel? what's
4: the roll that i have to make
3: make a conscience roll and it's uh it, that's a yeah you're going to add your wisdom modifier to that and oh, i think no. that works I if you have low wisdom
7: too. no i think conscience
8: is charisma
3: <laughs> no no. I think it's wisdom.
9: It's wisdom. Tim. I think
7: it's strength.
8: Whoa. <laughs> wow. wow.
2: Well, just... <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> nah, wisdom. Yeah, okay. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I liked it, though. I liked it. Branson,
4: I got a 14. <gasps> you got a 14?
3: Here's the answer you arrive at.
4: I don't like you, but damn it, I respect you. <sighs> Moose takes his already rolled up suit and shirt sleeves and pushes them up all the way to the elbows uh, oh my god and then time does slow down for moose because it slows down for him anytime he's on a beach uh, and he's going to sure. run <laughs> he's on Baywatch time <laughs> he's going to run into the surf after tommy wow. the two of you are looking in the dark water
3: uh, meanwhile timmy and tommy, but i'm a dwarf i have dark vision <laughs> you have yes. do-
4: god damn it even <laughs>
3: in this campaign yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. So it looks
7: like a sunny day down there to you. You see her. She's holding up one arm, um, hopefully, but deadly. Deadly. Moose plunges
4: in, and he's going to grab that stony hand. She's so heavy. Tommy, pull us out. Around Moose's waist, he feels Tommy. Tying a second
8: knot with his tongue around his waist, that he then starts holding back as he kicks his booted webbed feet uh, back to shore. I haven't felt my waist get tongued in
3: days. <laughs> Tommy, you have webbed feet, which gives you an advantage in the water, but also you're wearing boots, which takes away that advantage. So you, uh, it, you're, you know, you're paddling to, and it's it's working, uh, but it God, it would have gone a lot smoother if you
8: didn't have
4: those boots on.
8: Slow and steady wins the race, like my most favorite fable.
4: Slow and steady, always the approach with people who are drowning. (laughs) I don't want to be boastful and go fast.
8: (laughs) He gets to shore. He uh, tugs, tugs, tugs his tongue back, pulling two forms upon the sand. You do it. They're
3: both out on the sand. And as they're on the sand, too, the surf pushes back Timmy and Tommy, uh, who is still uh, clinging to the the surfboard and unconscious. As all of you, uh, you make it to the beach. Branson. Yes.
7: Can I roll to see if she comes back from the dead if she drowns because she's a church gargoyle, so it's like a baptism?
3: (laughs) That's a very (laughs) creative pitch. And I would... there is no if I say yes that's insane and if I say no I think that's more insane who am I to stop Mm -hmm. there's no way to get out of this with my sanity Uh, yeah you can do that that's going to be a strength roll it's going to take all of your strength
7: okay okay here I go she coughs (laughs) and spits water out onto the beach and sits up Gasping for breath, very much alive and very much born again. And that's when you see her full body with the scratches uh, that look somewhat like tattoos. And one of them was scratched on her that looks like a bush. And that's when you know this is an X-rated show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You saved my life.
5: (laughs) Neil, you're okay.
7: I've never been better.
5: Neil, I didn't
7: even know you were in trouble. (laughs) Jonathan, we barely know each other. That's okay. Oh, hey,
5: let's change that soon,
7: huh? I'd like that. Cool. Ah,
2: Timmy. (laughs) Oh, okay, I was gonna say, with all their attention focused on Neil, uh, they turn and they look to see uh, Timmy, but he's no longer there. They turn up the beach and what they see is Timmy has a slingshot pulled back at the widow of the caricature artist. And he like looks at them side-eyed like, uh. uh Timmy, don't
4: be what? mad. What? Don't be mad.
1: I'm not, I'm not being bad, but if she dies, then I don't get in trouble or nothing. Um,
4: He's got a
3: point. That's true. The widow is saying, no, 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 I, th- I think it's the opposite. I think if I do die, you get in more trouble.
1: Uh, I don't know. I usually Lady, just you in. lost
4: my respect the day you partnered with dentists.
1: I hate dentists.
2: And then you look up and down the beach, and all the dentists that have been maced have now been stabbed by Timmy, and they are, like, all dead.
7: Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: It's just, like, the shot of, like, Gone with the Wind. Of just like It's just, like, hundreds of dead dentists.
1: Yeah, that's right! I killed them all! Oh! And all I gotta do is take- If I just finish off this widow, then I'm good and I can go eat ice cream and see boobies and stuff!
8: I will say we let him do it. He's our friend. <laughs>
1: I... you know
4: I was there I was there Tommy um and then I just noticed like how many dentists he's murdered and it's a pretty high body count I don't know if I don't know if Tommy is quite as cute as he seemed to me before all the murder there's like a historic number of crabs
8: just crawling over dead bodies you can hear <laughs> flies buzzing listen to this he's our friend we let him kill her and then take him back to our to our hideout, where we get paid for having him around. And maybe even get paid a little bit more because of his more recent crimes. Crimes that didn't hurt nobody. The family's already broken apart. Why not just
2: finish the job?
1: Would you guys really take me in?
2: And then uh Timmy casts cuteness once again.
7: Oh, no. <laughs> oh.
2: Lorses' uh-huh. glasses. I think I think it's time we really roll those wisdom <laughs> yeah. Rolls yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. on this round.
9: Let's
3: make some wisdom saving throws. I got a, um eight. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, it didn't work. Oh. I don't know why it went on. Also, I want to trust this say, guy. Tommy, you were in the middle of saying, let's just finish the job with a widow. I think that's an easy sell. You got a 12? I Joe. rolled
4: a fucking 12. <laughs> and with my modifier, it's a 10. With my it's modifier, I got a 5. And I got a 13.
3: <laughs> Folks, it doesn't work. He casts cuteness, and you
2: all fall for it. This is your oh. friend. He couldn't hurt a fly. Timmy releases the slingshot. Good boy.
1: <laughs> the widow's Aww. head explodes. Aww.
4: It's okay.
1: Oh, wow, that was that was way bigger explosion than I expected. Right, guys? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, Timmy, Timmy, thank you so much for reuniting that widow with her husband. Uh.
1: <laughs>
7: that was so nice <laughs> of you.
9: And Jonathan Large uh, once again takes Timmy by the shoulder and says,
5: now, we must finish the job and honor this widow's journey back to the Earth. We can bury her at sea. Oh, cool. So, and all these <laughs> dentists, too. So, Timmy, you and I, and Moose, and Tommy, and Neil, we're going to spend the rest of the night picking up these bodies one by one and putting them out in the ocean so that little fishies can eat them up and grow big and strong. And then, Why Can't We Be Friends
3: by War begins playing as we see shots of them burying the bodies at sea, burying them in the sand, riding the Blowchunks Express, having a lot of fun at the boardwalk. (laughs) The final image we see is a photo booth. We see three flashes coming from out from a closed curtain, and then we see the photo fall down, and we see three images. What do we see in order? What's the first
8: image? The uh, the five friends are just smiling. They're like they're trying to get 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 the nice one out of the way. <laughs> so Tommy's arms are uh, one of his arms is like leaned up to try to get over uh, um, Timmy's shoulder. The other one is around Jonathan.
4: In the second one, we're all like sticking dental instruments in each other's mouths <laughs> that we've grave robbed from the dentist.
2: <laughs> in the third one, the four of you have are holding different body parts that you may have pulled from my trench coat and for the first time you guys look at timmy and tommy skeptically like "Uh uh-oh should we really be friends with this guy kid man child
3: (laughs) good night everybody that is an episode of rude tales of magic
2: (laughs) why can't we
3: be friends
2: why
0: can't we we Wow, another home run from Rude Tales of Magic, the Mark McGuire of podcasting. That was Ali Fisher as Neil, Harley Minardo as Educa, Christopher Hastings as Charlotte Lodge, Large, Joe Lepore as Moose, Tim Platt as Tommy Whistle, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else, with one notable exception. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk edited by Sam Grant and sound designed and scored by Kodiak Sanders with additional sound design from Michael Kelfi. As always, special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul. And special thanks to our guest, Waleed Mansour. You can hear him on his podcast, Sitcom DD, right here on HeadGum. Good night.